Welcome back, Rabbi Dr. Eliezer Brat. We are here in the U.S. on the eve of Hanukkah. I believe where you are in Eretz Yisrael, it's already Hanukkah. I see the light on your face. You've already lit the first candle of Hanukkah. So we could say Hanukkah Sameach, Hafelech and Hanukkah, and any other Hanukkah greeting um, we would like to share. We are here to do an episode on the Hafla. We have done episodes besides the Hakdamas that we've done to the Masechtas, you know, going through the history of some of the Achreinim, Rishainim on the Masechta. We've done a few biographies. We've done the Aruch Lener, Revelia Gutmacher, the Nesivas, which hasn't been released yet. But we are here to do the Hafla. Many people have heard of the Hafla. He has a safer Hamakne on Kedushin. That's where I think the impetus for this episode came from, even though we're already in Baba Kama, Panam Yafas Alatayra, a Rebbe of the Chassam Seifer. So those are some basic biographical details that most people know. But as always, the Rabbi Doctor will take us down a highway of information that I at least don't know. And I'm sure many of the users from the feedback we've gleaned don't know either and enjoy listening to so this episode has been sponsored anonymously. So thank you for the sponsorship and we honor the anonymity and thank you. Anybody who would like to be in touch with us to sponsor an episode, suggest an episode, um, questions, criticisms, and anything else, reach out to eliezerbrot.gmail.com or myself, shwaitemetou.org, and we will respond in kind. If anybody wants to join Rabbi Brutt's mailing list, his email list, which has very, very interesting content mailed out specifically before Yamim Toivim, Eliezer Brutt at gmail.com. Okay, so Rabbi Brutt, how are you today? Baruch Hashem. Where would you like to begin introducing the Hafla? Okay, so as you mentioned, it's part of our series to go through the lies, the works of the great Achreinim on Shah. So, by the way, by way of introduction, I'm going to say as follows: This tremendous guy, Rapinchas Alevi Horowitz, author of the Hafla and the Hamakna, or Hamikna, is born in 1730, dies in 1805. He's very famous for authoring these classic works that we just mentioned on Chas, and also a work called Panam Yafist, and the still learned daily worldwide. But and he's also famous for being the Rabbi of the Chassam Sefer. So, but his history and life story is shrouded in mystery until today. It's even a hot topic, as I will discuss. An excellent work on the Rabbanim of Frankfurt, which is where Dafla ends up the last 33 years of his life becoming the Rav. The Rav at the time, Remart Chaharowitz, writes all about the Rabbanim in 1882. He is his son-in-law of Darach Lener, a Tamil Chacham in his own right. We actually mentioned a little bit about him in the episode in the Get of Cleves. And this Martha Horowitz in his book on Ravani Frankfurt, he deals with, he's the first big source that deals with the materials about Afla. And he had Pinkasim of Frankfurt, which we'll discuss shortly. And um, But the problem is this work was written in German in 1882, so it's only first translated into 1972 into Hebrew, so it's not able to be used as much. For the most part, until the 1990s, no serious material about him was published. Then, in the Hasidish journal, Kaivitz Beis Aaron of Yisrael, which is based on Amongst other things, it publishes manuscripts from that is housed in the Stalner Rebbe's incredible Svarim Library. Tons of materials of the flow, uh, not tons, but very important materials of the flow, was published and series of articles dealing with him. 
Again, around 2010 till 2012, some more new real serious documentation was published from him. Previously, most of the material written about him was based on each person copying from the other without checking into things, saying things that get embellished over time, and they're not based on real facts, as we'll mention a little bit shortly. Some of the recent discoveries are just fitting into the previous outcomes, even though they're not based on proper outs, not based on proper sources. They're not even using materials published back in 1882, even when it was translated in 1972. Now, in 2002, in, sorry, in 2010, 2000 to 2012, so David Kamenetsky, son of Shmuel Kamenetsky, publishes four articles about him, first in Yerushasenu, then two in Yishurin, and again in Yerushasenu, defending some of the sharp attacks that took place about what he wrote in some of these articles. Two articles of Kamenetsky are based on the Pintasim of Frankfurt, which still has not been published in its entirety. Now, just to explain briefly, what does it mean, Pinkasim of Frankfurt? So we know a wealth of material remains on many cities. They had different Pinkasim. They could be Pinkasim of the Besden, the protocols, the back and forths of the Dayanim. There's all types of different Pinkasim. Many were destroyed in World War II, but many survived and they exist. To jump in, our friend Nachi Weinstein has had at least one that I can recall, episodes on Pinkasim. I believe he had Professor Elisheva Kalbach, is her name, who has yeah. studied this, and it's very fascinating information. Yes, yeah, yeah. Now, early historians before World War II a lot of times had access because they a lot of times researched their own cities so they could use the Pinkasim. Some of those materials have been destroyed, but some survived. And in recent years, it's been a revival. Not only Professor Elisheva Kalbach also, there's just to mention a Pinkas of Metz, 20 years of the Besden of the Shargis Arie, was published in a beautiful, massive tome of an edition from Professor Jay Berkowitz. Um, Professor Moaz Kahana, who worked a lot on Prague and the Night Behuda's base Medrash and the Night Behuda, discovered incredible documents about coffee, which is well, is a fascinating story. And as we know, coffee is very important, but the story that he he able to uncover from these Pinkasim is incredible. Bekitzer, Pinkasim has a lot of times information. A lot of information is boring, but there's a lot of exciting information, like a lot of things you learn and you see, you could sometimes make amazing discoveries. Bekitzer, David Kamenetsky, publishes the parts in the Pinkas of Frankfurt that relate to the Hafla and the Yishurim journal. I was told that Zalman Lechemi Goldberg, when he received this volume in Yishurim in, in, in those years, he was very, very excited. Everyone knows Zalman Lechemi was a son-in-law of Rabshem Zalman Orbach, was a tremendous dayan, and he felt these psakim and the materials in these Pinkasim were, were fascinating for him. Personally, I think based on that, it's very useful for dayanim to use these type of materials for various reasons, something I hope to deal with in an article that's hopefully coming out shortly. One last source that relates to this city, Frankfurt, is, and also Pinkas, is that Professor Edward Fromm published from a dying in Frankfurt that was on these this Besden of Dafla during these years, which also gives us to a window into the issues of many different things that were going on in daily life at that time. And we'll get back to the points that uh, one of some very brief points about it shortly. Now, what's the basic information about Tafla? So, we don't have to look any further, is that he himself, in his introduction to the Kuntres Achern of his masterpiece on Masechtas Ksuvis, published in his lifetime, 1787, he writes, basically, who does he learn by, he says, Mayri Avi Mayri Hagoyim. And he learns by him, it sounds like, he doesn't mention anyone else until he gets married, and he's to sit and learn um, without interruption, and he has a brother 
who, his older brother, Reb Nachum Halevi, and he learns with him for for a year. This this brother gets a job as a rav, so he ends up going to his other brother. His this brother is a famous Reb Shmelka Halevi, and they learn. He learns with him, he says, this is the Hafla saying this, they learn Shas, Paiskim, to learn the, the Amkas of Taira, and Halach um, Lamaisa, they get the Torah, they learn Evan Ezer also a lot, and they iron a lot into Hilchus they start Hilchus Yavamis, Hilchus Ksuvis, all this is found in this introduction. Okay, fine. So he's clearly listing out who his Rabbeim are. And then he says that he publishes the Sefer. Um, th- this is in the Kuntras Achron. This is in the back of his work on Ksuvis, which we'll discuss what that, this Kuntras Achron is in a moment. In the Hagdama to the actual Sefer, and now Ksuvis is a massive Sefer known as Shas Katan, which we just, we just, he, he actually talks about in his introduction, calling it Shas Katan. He writes in a very, very incredible Hebrew, a well-written introduction about his life, more details. Talks about that he was a Rav in two different Kehilois, Eventually, he gets an opportunity, it's small kilos, he doesn't, we don't even know much about it, but it sounds like he had Talmidim there, and he was able to learn Shas and Paiskim, Be'iun, and he learned a ton from his Talmidim. And we're going to get back to that point in Mir Tzashem. And then, okay, fine, eventually there's wars, there's danger, he gets, the, he gets offered the Steller in Frankfurt, and it's a famous city, he says, and I take the job, okay? Um he writes that uh, he loves the job here. A lot of times, Rabbanim did not necessarily see eye to eye with the Kihila. From documentation, the Pinkasim, already from David Kamenetsky and others, um, we see that the Kihila loved him. How do we know this? They raised his salary more than once. This is also, in some are familiar with the history of Rabbanim. In general, this was not the case. Okay, anyway, during these years, he learned Shafsim Paiskim with Talmidim. He has a yeshiva there. And um, he's like, and, and you see from him that the main thing was that he's able to learn with Talmidim, and they, they learn, he tries to learn the MS, fine, the kids are, he decides to put out his chedushim, starting with Masech Ksuvis, says, I learned in yeshiva, um, and he did a great intense eon in it, it's an amazing Masechta, as is, he calls it Shas Katan, which we dealt with the origins of this Piskan, so to speak, um, he was a source that we mentioned, and eventually he hopes to print his other Chedushim on the rest of other Masechtas, and also he says he has writings, Purushim Noem al Sidri Atayra, Okay, Mekitzer, he deals with the name, why he gives it a flaw, he has a Ramazan himself, his, his mother, his father, all these types of things, and Mekitzer, he publishes the Sefer. Fine. Um, he also says, to make sure to be ma'ayin carefully into what he says, um, and you, okay, I mean, say, don't just, if you found a mistake, don't assume it's a mistake, first be ma'ayin into it, then, in the back, going back to the the Kuntras Achron, um, he writes that not only did I feel that I have to learn Shas and Paiskim, um, right, sorry about Shas, but there's also an aspect of Halacha Lamaisa, and that's what the Kuntras Achron is, intense Ian Chiber on Shulchan Aruch. In Mesechtas Ksuvis, he goes through Sif Sif in Hilchas Ksuvis Be'iun Ad Ma'id, and it's a, it remains a classic, and he writes Barichos in this um, introduction, the importance of learning Halacha. Not only it's not only enough to just learn the lambdas, you also have to know halacha and come out with halachas maskanas. Okay, fine. Now this work becomes a classic, and we're going to analyze it more in a, in a few minutes. Now, but it's first published in 1787. The question is, how does Frankfurt in the 17 early 1770s, when they're seeking out a rav, how do they hear about him? How is he so well known? He's a rav, as I said, in small cities that no one really heard of. Um, 
he's not a Talmud of any, as far as we know, of any famous people. So why does the city of Frankfurt, which is a prominent city, decide to pick him? And in general, this is a question I've mentioned in the past. How does a Gadol become famous? So at times we know he writes a classical work, but as I said, it's only published 15, 16 years later. Sometimes he has Talmidim. Okay, what we don't even know much about is Talmidim. Sometimes it's through a, a controversy. And that gets us to, is there any controversies that we could link possibly to that flaw that could bring him his him to get to the ears of the, of the search committee of the ear of Frankfurt? Okay. So here we quote the famous Rabbi Dovah Katz. Um, you've mentioned his uh, different podcasts of his. So here, he his doctorate is devoted to the Nain Bihuda. And what's very significant to the doctorate, not only is it about the Nain Bihuda, it gives you a lot of times picture of that Kufa. So he brings out that there was a massive controversy. One of the many controversies in the was involved with something, a pulmus that started in 1755. I'm not going to go into all the details of this pulmus because I hope to devote an episode about it at some point. Um, but the point is that there was a Chashev Arav, Rabbi Yeshua Heschel Horowitz. He was married to a woman and it sounds like it wasn't a happy marriage. He wanted a divorce. She didn't want a divorce. They didn't have children. But Kitzer, the uncle, is Rebitzel Hamburger. Rebitzel Hamburger is a very good friend of the Night Yehuda from the from their days learning in the clays of Bray. Okay, he's a Rav at the time, and he 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 holds in the end that 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 they could give a get, and they have to give her a get in a very chodesh um, which basically is they she doesn't want to take the get, so they have a get written up by Hashiv Rav the son of the Pnei Yeshua, and a shliach is made, and basically she's, the. this is according to the words of Rabbi Katz, she was accosted on the street and her arms were forcibly held by two Polish sol- soldiers hired for the purpose. At that point, the agent thrust the get onto her person, even as she screamed in protest. Okay, because she's divorced, this 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 Yid, Rabbi Shua Heschel, he, he's a Rav in Galicia, he gets married. Okay, she was still very opposed to this. She said she had no right to get married. And she also throws in that she has a complaint that the document, as it was during this holding her down, it got ripped. And there's a whole demon that the, the, the get is ripped. Okay. Anyway, this was a pulmus. A lot of truths are written about it. Many years later, the it seems around ten years later, the Night Yehuda writes a chuva. We don't know why he does, but he's a. It, this is his nephew, and he writes a chuva saying that it's not a good get. Basically, the shliach is not a good shliach, and it, and the course of this controversy, various in Yanim and shlichos come out to Night Yehuda and what other gedolim at the time, such as that we. Because the Rabbi Hamburger, who is his friend, he's not only that, he's also his Mechutten. Who, why? Rabbi Yaakov Landau, the son of the Yehuda, is married to him. So this is a family feud, as they say, and a lot has been written about it. Okay. Who gets involved at one point? Hafla writes a whole tshuva about it, but covered Gadol to Nain Yehuda, arguing on the Nain Yehuda. So the theory is, and this theory is proposed by Martha Horowitz and Rabbani Frankfurt, that this tshuva brought... He, this was a big pulmus at the time, and this got the Rabbanim of Frankfurt not, and, uh, and the city, they heard about him through this, writing against Nani Behuda, so they realized he's a, he did it because of and everything, so he's a person to look out for and to try to get him to be the Rav. The problem is, it's a nice theory, but how in the world do they know this? Do they have, they had, they're not, the Frankfurt city, although they sometimes did get involved in different controversies, they're not involved in this particular controversy. The tshuva is not printed till many years later, 1837. What happened? They got the tshuva, they found out that the flaw, the flaw 
um, the news said, oh, Lafleur wrote this tshuva going up against Saint Yehuda, and now they said, oh, we see, it's very strange, but okay, we don't know. Lamaisa, he downplays, Horowitz downplays the relationship between the Naim Yehuda and Afla. However, the, the Afla and the Naim Yehuda, besides for being related, are close. What does it mean close? The Rabbi Yaakov Landau writes about his father. At one point, it seems Naim Yehuda wanted to write a chibur on Ksuvis. He says, his son said to him, what do you mean? There's already the Pnei Yeshua and Afla. So he says, even though that Repinchas Alevi did Neflois Asa Besifra Afla, still I have what to say. And then he says, Ryakov Landers, he mentions the Afla as Shem Hagoin. Repinchas Alevi Harutz, Bechiba Yeseira, Bahava Msuteris, Bekirus Libay Hatar. Basically, with great COVID, he's constantly mentioning him. This is what Ryakov Landers says. He remembers all the years when he, when it, whenever it will come up about him. Fine. Anyway. As far as it goes, this is there's a famous legend which I did not have time to discuss. What's the legend? The legend goes to the Get of Cleves. In the Get of Cleves episode, which I tried to jam in as much as I could in the one hour, but there's a, a, a ton more to discuss. One aspect is that who becomes the Rav of, of Frankfurt? Our hero of today, Rapinchas Alevi Dafla. Why? So they say it's like this. They were fuming at the Night Behuda, who's one of the Gedalim against the 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 whole who caused the whole tumult. So what happens? They made a takana that the that the night we spoke about this that he can't become a rav in the city of Frankfurt. Now you'll say, what? Well, okay, we'll get to this in a moment, actually. But the point is that so they didn't want any gadol that rode against the Besden of Frankfurt a chuva. So now they're looking for a gadol of, of major stature. Everyone, as we spoke about in that episode, pretty much came out against the Bezna Frankfurt. So who are they going to pick? Turns out, the only person that didn't write a tshuva on the topic is Repinchas Alevi. Thus, Epis, the story goes that he sat down to write a tshuva against the same thing like the Naim Yehuda, against Rabbani Frankfurt. Not once, not twice, not three times. The ink dried up. He took it as a sign not to write it. So the story goes that Rebbe Shemaifis, and this is why he, um, he did not this is why he ends up getting the job, because he didn't write a chuva about it. Okay. And the guys when they spoke to him, they didn't ask him what do you hold about to get a cleaves? Okay. So now I have to hear the rabbi doctor's real thoughts on the story. I have no idea, but I'm gonna tell you, Mamish, uh, uh, this is a thing you can never you you this story is a is a very funny nakuda with this story. What's the story? A friend of mine tells me. In America, I'm not. I'm from America. There's a chashiv, a chashiv, a paisik named Ramayisha Heineman. Okay, so Ramayisha Heineman. It seems people start writing up tons of sukkim and shiurim of his, and they pr- publish different contrasts of his. So, I, so the guy tells me this is a very interesting stuff. So I I pick one to buy to test out. Hilchus Kishuf Vavoidezara. Okay, I start reading it. Uh, fascinating material, uh, mamish fascinating. And what do you f- I find over there? He's talking about kameis. Okay, so Shaila is if you can make a kameis. So basically, he brings the whole story. There was someone in that guga who was very sick. He says they asked him basically to write a kameis. So I wrote a kameis for him. He says I wrote it three times for him, but made a mistake every time. So I saw it was a simon shamayim. I should not get involved with this. I didn't write, try to write Kameis again, and I don't do it anymore. So you'll say to me, this is Rav Moshe Heinemann speaking, it's nichesh for me to stop writing Kameis. 
I just made him just because I made a mistake three times. Well, there's a story of that flaw. The kitzer he brings down our story. There's some inaccuracies in the way he talks about the get of cleaves, but he brings down this Maisha that he wanted to write it and the ink ran out. And he says like this that flaw was the most unlikely candidate to become the Rav of Frankfurt. Why? He's a Talmud of the Mezritcher Magid, who's a Talmud of Baal Shem. He's a Starker Chassid. Hasidus in Frankfurt, there's no connection. So Bekitzer, he's not even going to get the job. But Lemaisa, what happens? The ink spilled over the chuva. Bekitzer, he took it as a sim Shamayim, and that's how he becomes the Rav. So he uses this as a psak for himself. He's not going to write, he, and he doesn't write Kameyas because three times the Kameya got messed up, so he doesn't write anymore. So this is a halacha that I, I find it's hard to believe that anyone came, I mean, people in Baltimore that heard the shir probably know it. I randomly came across this story. Okay. Anyways, um, fine. But what about this connection to the Maggot of Mezrich? We're going to get to that shortly. Okay. Be that as it may, the city of Frankfurt picks him as the rough. Why? No idea. Lemaisi, you have to understand that this is a very important akuda in the story that we're going to get to now. And that is, Frankfurt is one of the most Chashavist cities. It's not necessarily the largest city. Lamashal Prague is much bigger. But you want to know something? I come across that in that a few years before the Get of Cleve controversy, before they got to Rabbi Avramli Frankfurt, who becomes the Rav of Frankfurt, the Leichem and the Sugya of, 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 against the Get, they wanted the Neid Behuda. After his Rav of Prague, they were trying to get him to become the Rav. They were scouting out for a Rav. And this is in the years in um nine in sorry seventeen fifty in seventeen fifty nine so they were they, this is a city that's looking for good rabbanim now they got great rabbanim one of the gedolim over the centuries the shla the pnei yeshua was the gadol hadar not not at the time without getting to barichus hopefully we will devote an episode just to him he's one of the rabbanim of frankfurt for years so this was a city that had the superstars so they had right and that's what they were looking for. In this kufa, and this is a very, very important point that's been overshadowed, it's been not been um, emphasized enough. At this time, when that flaw is there, it's a chashava, chashava city full of tremendous tamid chachamim. Rav Mart Chaharowitz lists out a bunch of them. There's a full bezdin of more than six or eight dayanim. And there's kloizen at the time. If you look through the documents that Rav Kamenetsky publishes, there was at least two kloizen that were run with people learning. Mamish like kailos. This is a whole story of the kailos in, in that period of time. This is like a small little kailos that they had where Lamashal, the, the brighter kailos, we once mentioned in an episode, there was very hush of a people, was funded by some rich people. Okay, anyway. Bottom line is, he must have had a great reputation. We're not sure what it's based on, but they definitely checked into him, and this is very important. They checked into him, and in 1771, he gets the job. Okay, not only is he the Rav, he's that Bezdin, and he has a yeshiva. He always mentions it. In as I said, even when he's handling the introduction to Ksuvis and everywhere he's talking about Talmud. Now we don't know how many people are in this yeshiva. Not only that, we don't know Kamat any of his Talmudim that learned there, which is a, now. It doesn't mean just because he had a yeshiva that it's this massive yeshiva, four hundred bachim or something. But he had a yeshiva. Okay. Okay, now let's, um, before we get into more, let's go specifically into, for let's just devote very briefly a few minutes into the actual two famous Chiburim of his. That published many times, that flaw. That flaw was first published in 1787, and in 1801, the Hamakna, or the Hamikna comes out. We have Hagoy from Rubiki Vega, Barakum and Frankel. And you see already, a few years after 1787, Gedolim are writing to him and saying, in, true, in his Chuvas that we have of his, Yiva Pinchas, 
So we see that they say, oh, you're an expert in Ebenezer. We saw in your Chibur on, on Ksuvis. So writing to you this and this tshuva. Okay. So we see right away the Sefer is being accepted. And one of the that's one way of seeing that it's very popular. Another way is it was published many times. But Kitzer, Mechon HaMa'ar, in recent years, discovers much more uh, material of, from Sechus Kedushin. They publish it. They have Maharas of Achreinim. The Nesivis, who you'll have to wait to hear the episode on him, but in, his, in the episode on him, we discussed briefly, there's a work of Hels Yaakov. It's, he's done a lot into the words of the Amakna. Mamish that kufa. So you see right away his, his material is being handled. The great, great Litvish Gadol Rabbi Shuleib Diskin writes in a letter, the Chashivas, about getting the Amakna. It's a, it's a famous Sefer. Everyone's using it. Adayan. Fine. But what's the Mahalach Halimut of the Sefer? So just to mention briefly, when you look through it carefully, you'll be able to find there's a major emphasis on Yushalmi. He uses Yushalmi. Avada the Rishonim at the time. He's one of the first Svarim that are using Rishonim Kasedim that were available to him. The Ramban, the Rashba, the Ritva. This is, these are Svarim that we spoke about in the episode Sai on Kedushin and Sai on Ksuvis. He has them and he uses them Kasedim. This opens up many doors to new Tyra and this is a whole discussion after now. He uses the Shittim Gubetzas on Ksuvis. So much so, at one point he says, I just got the Vesimachti Shekivanti Ladas Hagdailim because he saw in the Shin Kubetzas, this Kash Vashin Darajba. Fine. The Sefer is done tons into the Shakavatari of the Gemara Rashi Taisis, tons into the Marsha, which we spoke a little bit the significance of this in the episodes of Rechaim Kanievsky. Hundreds of times he quotes the Marsha, but we'll see more about that perhaps soon. Now, the Pnei Yeshua is written in 1739, not so much earlier. So you'd say, what could you add? And you see already the Sefer is a massive tome. And he deals with the Pnei Yeshua hundreds of times. So we see, A, the impact of the Pnei Yeshua, and we see that he still felt he's, he has what to add. But he does it by covered mamash. No um, zilzal, no sharful shyness. Okay. And we see it's Meridik Amkas. He also brings the Amshel Shleima, which is also unique for also a different story. The Kitzer, as I, also, as I said, he's very in Talachalamaisa. He even devotes in both of the Chibur of Saida, Makna, and Afla sections completely dealing with the Halachas and Kedushim. Fine. Just to mention, the introductions that he writes and publishes for the Hafla and the Hamakna are incredible, with full of Torah relating to Limana Torah and other aspects, which we'll touch on shortly. Okay. Does he have any other Chiburim? So, the answer is, say, did he write on other Masechites and Shas? From his Agdama writing Suvas, it sounds like he has other Ksavim. Okay. Someone recently sent to me a, a recording, a recent recording of Reb Shal Alter from Ger. And Rav Shal Alter was giving a shear in front of Gera Bachram. This is this is taking place Rosh Hashanah time. Rav Shal Alter meant he he says he's telling them a kasha from the Hamakna. He says Hamakna, Hamikna. He then he says something called that. It's really Hamikna. Fine. Then he says, did you know that Flo wrote a Hebrew called Sefer Krisos? And he says, um, now. Interestingly enough, I was not able to find that he wrote a chibur like this. I mean to say he cross-references in his writings all the time his other chiburim, but it's possible that there, that he does mention the, even by name the Sefer Krisos. But he says, Rav Shalalta said, that he heard a dealer had the chibur of Reb Dafla on Gittin 40, 50 years ago, and then suddenly got lost. Sadly, he was bought by someone who knows what happened. Chaval, he doesn't care what it's worth, just publish it, it's beyond importance. Then he says, telling this to Talmidim, 16, 17 year olds, you don't, you don't know that the Chibur Hamakna is so sweet 
the Charifas in it is amazing. And then he says, on Rosh Hashanah, you could dip the Chala into the Sefer. It's Azoi Matok. He keeps on saying this. And he's looking at these Bacham and he's saying, it looks like I'm the only Meshuggah that knows about the Sefer, that understands the Sefer. No one, no, no one understands it. But then he goes on and gives a whole thing from the, the Hamak. Anyway, Balamaisa, is there other Masechtas from that flow over the years published? And the answer is, yes, they found a different Masechtas, a nice amount of material, even on Baba Kama and Baba Matsya. So that justifies us, even though Dafyaimi is already learning Baba Kama and we're doing it during the Baba Kama time. So there's material, a nice amount of material. And Mechon Amar prints this massive set. And in this massive set, they have all the stuff, like it's eight volumes. Fine. Okay, Beseder. Um, and then, as I said, in 1837, a tshuva sefer of his is published. Now, interestingly enough, to throw out there, I always have to throw out, Reb Zevin says that it's interesting. Sometimes you can have G'daylim, that one particular sefer of this becomes famous, and a different sefer of theirs, Bechal, is not known. He says, Lamashul, the Naidim Yehuda, the tshuva's Naidim Yehuda, unbelievable the impact. It's lach. It's much less used. The Afla, barely anyone even knows that he has a tshuva sefer, let alone what the name is. But his Sefer Afla and the Hamakna Vada, everyone knows. There's different times, different reasons behind why certain writings of different Gedalim get more accepted. There's no real reason behind it. It's it's, it's all Tali in, in Siyat Tashmai. Okay. Anyway, up till now, I'm obviously avoiding, and now we're getting to the action over here, as they say. What's going on? Did he write anything else? The answer is everyone knows that he wrote a work, you mentioned in the introduction to us, called Panam Yafas Alatayra. So through this Sefer, we're going to get to what the controversy in recent years has been about Dafla, and we're going to get to a whole new Nakuda in Dafla that made him also very, very special. And this is like this. When I mentioned just now that he has these Agdamas, and these Agdamas to the Ksuvis and, and the, to Kedushin, which are incredible. They need to be learned over and over. They have tons of Nakudas with Amkus about Lima Natayra, and for Rabbeim also should learn them in general, which I'm going to quote Mir Tzashem at this time, one or two things from there. But I mentioned he quotes the Marsha a lot. Now, looking through the work, you'll find that Agada is beyond important for him. Not only is he concerned with every Gemara, Rashi, Taisis, and the Rishayim, but he's also every shtickle Gemara from Ksuvis and in Kedushin, which has a, a nice amount of Agada, he deals with it equally. And the Torah is beyond important. He always throws it into the mix. Okay, fine. So not only in his Kedushin, the Hainu, his Afla, and his Amakna, but in this Chibur al it's a tremendous work in the world of Agada, slash Machshava, beyond, beyond important. Okay, now this gets us to the story of the Magid. I mentioned his brother. He says he learned by his brother, Reb Shmelka. Reb Shmelka, everyone knows, a Hasidic Shayid, tremendous, one of the great early Hasidim, G'dayle Hasidim, Talmud of the Magnum Mezrich. And we have, to be clear, I'm saying this at the outset, we have linkage of the Afla and Hasidim and the Magnum Mezrich. Where do we have this? The Balatanya writes this in more than one place. And we have the, the Zahibah Menayur Satahira, from a great a Talmud of the Magnum Ezrich, and in his Hagdama, he mentions that he who did he see when he was by the Magnum Ezrich? He would say these two brothers of Shmelka and Afla. So no one is denying that th- that he saw. I mean, say no one's making up and saying the Afla never saw the Magnum Ezrich at all. It has nothing to do with him. What are you talking about? Okay, but Lamaisa, as the stories go. And in, in different parts, some people like to, some groups of people make more stories than others, or really, I actually think all groups like to make stories about their G'daylim. So, 
there's a whole genre of stories with Afla and Hasidus. And if you look at the beautiful Parsha um, weekly, Parsha sheets that comes out, Alun Latrufa from Bells from Antwerp, so they have write-ups in almost every issue about Gedolim, all types of Gedolim, not only Hasidish, Litvish, Svardish, and they're excellent, they're excellent write-ups always. So Lamashal, they have two articles way back about that flaw. So right away, you, can, you have to understand. I just want to stop you here for one second. This may be one of the first times you are quoting from Parsha papers and Parsha sheets. So people should take notice that you're, you're um, suggesting and encouraging a certain parasha sheet, Allah Matrufa, which I agree. I don't see it around a lot. It doesn't get put out of my shul, but it's fascinating content for years and years and years. And yes. I see that, uh, happy to yeah. hear and see that you read them. Yes, I, so the truth is that it's not always accessible for me. I, I wish I had access to it on a steady basis. A lot of times they do get to my shul, but a lot of times they don't. Sometimes they're available online. Sometimes they're not. They're very not. It's like you have to have yichus to get on their email list. Sometimes they add people to the email list. No, sometimes not. And sometimes they have mamish incredible material related to Dafyaimi, other things also. So if anyone here is listening and has pull and connections to get Rabbi Dr. Eliezer Brutt onto the Alan Matrufa email list, please reach out. Help, help him out. Help him out. He doesn't have enough papers in his house. Just my wife might not be happy with you. Anyway, the point actually you could get it in PDF, so then it's fine. Anyway. So in this in this essay on Dafla, right away you could see the dugage of this great Hasidish Gadol, Dafla. And they bring Makairis. Now, some of the Makairis are real, the Balatanyam and Aristotle, and others are much, much later, and their heart, again, doesn't mean that they're not real. They're okay, fine. If me say if they were just those sources, we wouldn't even link him at all to the Magnum Majors. Okay, fine. Now, Lamashal, a Hebrew, which I'm very fond of, the Ali Tamar, I quote her, um, I quote her every once in a while, was a Rav in, in um, Tel Aviv. And this person was a Rav who had a massive Svarim collection. And the whole Svarim collection was donated to the library in Gush Etzion and the yeshiva there. And you could see it till today. It's a Meyerdika, Meyerdika library. So he had Mayor G. Diaz in, in Svarim. And he brings also a whole thing about the Panami office. It's published. He writes the year it's published. He has the wrong year. But he says it doesn't have an Etaira of the Baal Shem Tov. It doesn't have anything of the, the Magid. What's going on? Everyone knows that that flaw is from the Gedalim of the Talmidim of the Magid. So he says, someone told him, a Rav in, in, in um, a Rav told him, a Chassid Rav, that it's said that in Veen, they saw the Xaviad, the original Xaviad of the Panami office, and that they had, and in there, there is material from the Baal Shem Tov and from the Magid, and it was taken out. It was censored. And he says there's probably much more. And he says, um, this is a terrible zach. Roshoy Yisrael are do censorship. And, he, um, and there's other chazishas for him that also, and maskilim do censorship. Okay. They say they're fine. Um, he brings down that someone mentioned to, to someone over here in Tel Aviv about a manuscript of the flaw. But Maisa, um, he didn't have money to buy it. So, okay, fine. So, but kids are the, the this story I'm quoting from Dali Tamar, there's other um, um, sources there's the different Gedalim that said this, that it's Kiyadua, the Panam Yafis, Allah Taira, Avada had in it tons of Taira of Hasidus. It was taken out. Okay. Fine. Now, I have found in my life many times people claim something and simply careful searching proves that these claims that were said are not really true. 
we have a massive safer in front of us. Okay. So first of all, um, let's go with the aspect of censorship. Now, no one is denying that he, he was by the Magid. We don't know, but that's all we know. He went to the Magid. How many times was he by the, by the Magid? He sat by him for how long? What did he exactly learn by him? What was his connection? But the, the, the sentiment that they want to make into him, that he was a hidden chassid all those 33 years that he's a Rav in Frankfurt, is a little stretch. But they will see a little bit more about this shortly. But Kitzer... It's taken out. The materials are taken out. The question is, who's taking this material out? So at one point, they say his son took it out. Okay. Now, his son, we know, is already in Frankfurt with him. A tremendous guy. A guy that the Chassam Seifer writes about Meredek about him. The Rebbe Fraim Zalmar Golis in close correspondence with him. He even does a Shidduch. And Rebbe Fraim Zalmar Golis, his daughter, marries his son. I think it's his son. If not, it's his nephew. And the point is, we have his chuvis and we have his drush, and we know he became he took over his father's stella when his father dies. Adam Gadol Adma Oid, his drush, Lachme Taidas, Masak Midvash, unbelievable drushes and materials in those drushes. Not for now. But the point is, there's no way in the world we don't have any evidence whatsoever that he had anything against Hasidim that he's going to censor his father's work. Now, you have to understand, the censorship is also more, because we said the Afla writes his introduction, who is Rabbi Yomar. So the censorship took place in his lifetime. He didn't write who his Rebbe, the Magami Mezich is. He only says his father and his brothers. Okay. Now, the problem is like this. When does the Sefer Panam Yafas come out, and how does it come out? So this is a fascinating thing, and this is actually what sparked my whole interest into going deep, deep into the Afla. is like this. My hero, as you like to call it, Rabbi Ephraim Zalman Margolis. He's always somehow going to get involved over here. But Kitzer, as I mentioned in the past, he made it his business to have to do with the G'dayle Hadar before him. At a young age, he's already in correspondence with the Hafla. He's into the Hafla. He loves the Hafla. Okay? When the Hafla dies, he makes sure to get the manuscripts of the Hafla. He gets the manuscripts of the Panami office. He is the person who publishes the Chibur, funds it, edits it, puts it out in 1825. Now, what's the problem? The problem is, without getting into it right now, is according to all Hasidim, one of the great G'daylim that's sympathetic, quote-unquote, to use grubber terms, with Hasidim is Rebbe Zamagolis. So who's doing this censorship? So you mean to tell me? Rabbi Zalmagolis didn't realize that this work was censored because it came, the way he describes it was a mess, Taka was a mess. So someone went, we don't know who this person is, but we chalk it up to the city of Frankfurt is this evil city. But I already mentioned in the outset, the city of Frankfurt at this time, this is not an evil city. It's a hush of a city who are in love with their Rav. So they're not, no one's tampering with the materials of that flaw that he's really bringing Materials are, so what's another Naku? They say there's tons of Hasidis in there, but you can't see it. He, the, the Russia Tavis and the initials and all the pieces. So I, I challenge and I, I'm be more than happy. I have no problem whatsoever if it is a Hasidish safer. Tell me, take a, a bunch of pieces and show me these pieces are straight up Yasidis from only family Gedele Hasidis. Not if I find that Gedele Hasidis also, uh, also go with Mahalchem and Agada that other people before Hasidim did, which has been proven Kaseider. Take a piece, for many pieces, let's say known Torah, which is new pieces of the Maggot, so to speak, and show the Ashba. 
it's yet to been done. Yes, in Kaivet's Beis Aaron Yisrael, at one point, they tried to find a few such pieces, but a few pieces doesn't make a difference. But we're going to get more into this in a moment. My point is, the censorship is a problem. You're, you're accusing the son of that flow, who's an Adam Gadol Admaid, or Rebbe Frank Zalmagos. These are not people, at least for me, don't start up with them. Fine, but you, whatever it is, you could always blame it on these unknown people. Which we'll get back to. They have it worked out for them that they do have something possibly to blame it on. Anyway, the point is, let's go focus a drop on this work. What is this work? So the Afla Panami office is incredible. I, I recently made a seder to try to learn it weekly, and it's full of everything. Tons of Hasidus. I have no idea. But Kabbalah, Arizal, yes, those pieces go way over my head. But there's tons of regular fascinating ideas and tons of stuff handling in the Lamashal Chumash Barashas. Everyone knows. I'm going to get to an example of a Chiddush that he says shortly. All the Yeshivish Tyrus that we have endless amount of literature from the precious Drachim and onwards. How did the Avais were Mekayim Kala based on the Gemaras and Chazals about it? And he has these three famous Drushas. And we have Rabbi Yosef Engel, much later on, dealing with it, and Svarim, and Mamish, endless literature about it. And I hope to deal with it in an episode shortly. But, the point is, that the, um, the point is, he, in the Kaseder, Chomish Barashas, he's constantly dealing with it, and how he's learning it up, and he's showing, and he's showing shtikot tires of his, and his hafla, and his mamakna, unbelievable stuff going on, how he's in the diet, careful reading the psukim. Okay. Rashi, um, um, Ramban, Unkelis, he deals with all these things, Mefarish Midrashim, the Seder, okay. But Vasepis, what makes this Chibur that it's so incredible? So, interestingly enough, I one day, a few years ago, I decide to pull out the Sefer. And I start looking at the Sefer. I'm trying to, like, forget about it at the time, the all the articles about it, so I shouldn't have any, a try to remove myself from any bias, whether it's a Hasidic work, whether it's a Litvish work, whatever the work is, it's a work, it's an unbelievable work. Okay, what is the work? And all of a sudden, I'm starting to look at, and I see Kiseider in Chumash Shemais, tons of times, it's handling Mechiltus. I get to Vayikra, tons of times, handling Tarsk Ayanims. Okay, Bamidbar, also again, Midrash Halacha, Kiseider, tons, Mamish tons. I recently decided to do a computer search hundreds of times. Okay. Not one vart, two varts. Okay. So you have a nice tickle tire. What possibly is first? Fine. So I go back to my hero, Rabbi Fraim Zalma Golis. So Rabbi Fraim Zalma Golis, as I said, he's the person who publishes the safer and funds the safer. He's trying to talk, and he's and he's a chassid of that flaw, mamish. If someone wants to read the three, four pages, not three pages, it's close to 10 pages that he wrote about that flaw and the chashivas and the safer and his own tires throwing it in. He then he says about the sefer. What is the sefer? He says, "Ginze starav beraze aylam." Then he says, "He's he's mefarish mekrois remazim gematrias parperois." Okay, and then he says, "Vamaris tires memories chamures asher bemechilta betires kaihanim." I don't have to go any further. I was mechavin to my hero. I look further in the haskamas. Now you have to understand that flaw. As I said, he's this guy in aylam. Who does Rebbe Zalman make sure they, uh, I think he must have been behind in getting this. So first of all, the first has come of the Sefer is from the Abderav. The Abderav writes, my Yedid, Rebbe Zalman, Abderav Chassid, so we see the, again the point I'm bringing out, the ties of Rebbe Zalman to Chassidus. He doesn't mention anything. You're putting out the Maggot's biggest Talmud, the Gavaldic Chassidus Sefer, or where are the Chassidus Sefer? Nothing. Fine, say that. 
Then we have Askama, a beautiful Askama, Rebbe Kiveiger. And we're going to see Rebbe Kiveiger and the flaw of Panam Yafa shortly. Gvaldik about it. We have the Nasivas again. Gvaldik Askama. We have the Chsam Seifer. The Chsam Seifer writes, it was given to Kaddish Hashem, Yedid Nafshi, Agoyin, Moifas Ador, Rebzalm, Magolis, and Baruch Hashem, he puts it out. So for the Chsam Seifer, it's not a big deal. We're going to get the Chsam Seifer is the Talmud. Okay. Who do we have another Askama from? Baruch Tumim Frankel. Again, what does he say? Oi Tarvino Peroisa Bechedushim Al Mechilto Vitoyres Koyhanim Ashabahima Fleolasis Vigil Toshia Hagoina Machaber. Again, Baruch Tumim Frankel is very, very sympathetic to Hasidim, his ties to the Sanzarov through Mishpacha. So the point is, this safer, they learned to safer. They knew what the safer is, and that's what they say the safer is. So even if you're going to say this, really, these Kabbalah and Hasidus, now I can't talk about it. First to admit, these, the, the pieces are above my head in the first place. So, but the point is, it's not, um, it's not Hasid. Okay, one minute. But what, what's going on? What happens over here? So first of all, we have to understand, is there any conclusion to the story of these missing pieces? And more than that, what's going on over here? So, the answer is like this. Um, so, first of all, one Nakuda I really need to be madgish. So, sorry, one Nakuda is I'll fast forward to the end and then we'll go back to the theory because the theory is important anyway. And that is like this the fast forward to the end is 2010. It turns out there is a manuscript of the Panami office which has materials not found in the Panami office, a whole volume of material. There's a hush of a journal that came out for a long time from the Bab of Hasidus called Karim Shleima. And there, this cassette, there were many pieces of that flaw that were not found in the Panami office. Turns out there was a Bab of Hasid in Belgium that had the Panami office al in his collection. How he got it is mysterious. I can't get into the details right now. Um, but the point is that he had it. Eventually it ends up, it seems it's in Barra Park. And Butler Maisa, Rabdava Kamenetsky, located the manuscript a copy of the manuscript, and what happens is in 2010-2012, part of the set on the Panami office put out by a Yid, a Satmar Chassid from Meisharm. His name is just a, this person needs Mamish Mary to get credit for his job. I, be, I believe his name is Rev Gross, um, and this his name is Rev Avram Gross. Rev Avram Gross decides to learn the Panami office Mamish Beiun, and he puts out five volume work on the Panami office and the. The kudu is like this. The Panami office is Kaseda throwing himself all over his Yisaitis all over, and he's and he writes very bekitzer. So he throws you if there's an Arizal, if there's a Zayar, if there's a Chazal, if there's a Panami office somewhere else that could help you understand it. It's incredible to use this work. It helps you understand the Panami office because a lot of times he could write a few more lines in a different place that sheds light into it. Other times it's based on a Yisait that he said elsewhere. So this fellow, um, Kamenetsky, hooks up with him and he publishes the the missing work. The edited piece, volume of the Panami office. Again, what do we find here? So this is a Hasidic Yid. He claims it's Hasidus in here. It's yet to be proved. It seems it's heavy. Kabbalah. Um, the Hasidus part, it's very hard. Again, there's no names. There's no nothing. Okay. And the answer is, it's it's not true. At least in my opinion, my biased opinion, that there was no censorship whatsoever of taking out names of the great Hasidic Shagidaylam beforehand or materials that might be claimed to be Hasidus. Okay, but now, what's going on? And this is, we'll get to the last two Nakudas that we have with, we have three more Nakudas with the Chassam Seifer to reach the end. Number one. Um, keep on saying that this city is a Mayurdik Tayurdika city. You have to understand, 
people that read the Chassam uh, Sefer, the Chassam Sefer is proud. The Chassam Sefer is born in Frankfurt. He, that's where he gets to meet the Afla. Holding, calling him one of the main people he calls Myri is the Afla from these years. He never goes back when he leaves at 19. And he's proud of this city. He holds this as a hush of a city. So we have to understand. We're talking about this is the period of time that flaw is getting hired. This is the time that flaw is active. It's a hush of a city. It's not a problematic city. As I said, there's Tanja Tamid Chacham in the city. Okay. And the Chacham Saif always called himself a Yalida Frankfurt, a hush of a city Frankfurt. Okay. So what's going on over here? Turns out like this a tragic story happens. And this story is like this Kaivitz Beisarim Yisrael, they discover a letter. From the great Gadol, which we mentioned a little bit about him in the episode of the Ghetto Cleaves of Yosef Steinhardt. So, this great Yekesha Goyen um, basically wrote, we, they found a letter where he's writing to Remnus and Maz, who we also spoke about in the Get of Cleaves episode, about what's going on. There's something going on in the city of Frankfurt. When is this happening? A few months after the Afla is in the city. So the understanding is that basically that Rabbi Yosef Steinhardt was writing to the Nain Bihuda, telling him to tell the Hafla, you're a Hasid, pretty much. So you come to the city of Frankfurt, Hasidus is not for the city, and don't do or act, do Hasidish things openly, don't have anything to do with Hasidus. Now in those years, what's happening is, and this Rabbi Steinhardt mentions it, and Rosh Maz has it, there is a Chibar floating around. This is right when the first Cherem against Hasidim came out, Zemar Aratzim, which talks about the various tainas that the people in Lita and Galicia had against Hasidim. So the fear was, Repinchas Alevi, Talmud Muvak by the Magen Rimezrich is coming in and he's going to fear ice and he turned Frankfurt into Hasidic city. So tell, tell, tell the Nain Behuda, okay, you know, write him a letter. We don't have this letter in Nain Behuda. The problem is like this. When you read this letter carefully, this letter is talking about something else. Most of the letter is dealing with a Yid, Rabnasan Adler. Who's Rabnasan Adler? So anyone who knows anything about the Chassam Seifer always knows the Chassam Seifer. Rabbi Muvuk is Rabnasan Adler. Rabnasan Adler is this tremendous Makubal who did all types of Mishundik and Haggis. Lamashal, he reinstituted Duchening daily in his place. Where is Rabnasan Adler from? The city of Frankfurt. He's born in Frankfurt. He's a Talmud amongst others, I think from even from the Pnei Yeshua. Um, and also a Talmud of Chashavayid, a friend of Dafla, Reb David Tevli Shif, from descendants of the Ram Shif. Anyway, this time explodes a controversy against Reb Nassim Adler, which we're not going to get into all the details, but the point is that he was doing all these Hasidic-like Hanhagas, and these materials and this pulmus was happening literally in those in that Kufa, and they were getting very nervous about it. Ramnasan Maz in Frankfurt was getting very nervous from Ramnasan Adler. And you have to understand they come from the same base measure, so this is fascinating. They're seeing it. And they were getting nervous. They, he was learning Kabbalah with Talmidim. They were doing various things that they're mentioned in the Chiburim on this topic um, that came out. And we're not going to go into all the details of this pulmus, but they basically rocked the city of Frankfurt at the time, Mamish Nakudis that were raised in the Zemar Ratzim, which was for a different Pomus of Hasidim. There was Hasidim called, like Rav Nassim Adler, Hasidim in the term, people that were being noyed, culminated varm of Kedusha in his private clothes, which in the city of Frankfurt they got very nervous from. So basically, it's not that the flaw was the one that was being accused. If you read this document very carefully, as far as I'm able to see, it has nothing to do with the flaw, has nothing to do with them shutting the Akilu they want to say. Now, what happens is that Ashfla comes in, oh, gung ho, Hasidic. No, no, be quiet. Don't talk about it. So basically, he gets the job. 
They now you have to understand Nasan Maz, who's the Loichim against Rav Nasan Aller, he's the one behind him, him Rafla getting the job. So they know he's a Hasidish person, or so to speak, and they still take him, but then they right away shut him down and say, Make sure don't you ever say a word, anything maggot. I don't want to hear a word, or you're gonna get booted out. Ridiculous thing to say that they're gonna say this on the Godel that they Badafka hired beyond chutzpah. Not only that, tons of things are meant. This Pinkas has in depth about the Pulmas Ramos and Adler. Never once does it say, by the way, we said to that flow, when you come, by the way, you didn't realize you're getting a job over here. Don't say a word, anything Hasidish over here. We're going to throw you out. This is a city, Tyrodic city. They didn't know anything about Hasidim. They had nothing to do. Hasidim, Hasidim never came to this area in Germany. Okay. Anyway, the point is that there's a lot to say about this. There's a lot written about it. The Pullman's from Nelson Aller is its own episode. We're not going to do that. Let's just um, conclude with the last the three Nakudas briefly. And that is as follows. Um, number one, the Panami office, as I said, it deals with the Sugius of Avas Kaidim Matantayr. So, um, as I said, there's a ton of literature about it. So, there's a fascinating Chiddush that Afla says numerous times. And this plays out in a halacha controversy that took place. A few years, um, 20, 30 years after he was Nifter. And that is as follows. We know there's a Dion if you're allowed to be Mekayim, if the others, how do they do Shabbos? So Afla says like this that we know how does the Jewish calendar work? It goes the night and then the day. So the way the others kept Shabbos is they did the day and then the night. So then it's not a problem because they weren't doing Shabbos the way it was after Matan Tyra. There's a Chiddush Nifla of Afla. Rabbi Kamnetsky and his Emes Liyakov, he places Mechavan to this himself. Now this actually plays out in a whole famous controversial deal between one of the controversial pieces of the Rashbam and the Ben Ezra Zigris HaShabbos. So we're not going to get into that. But does this have any Alachik Nafkaminus? Turns out it does. Basically, in the 1840s, there was a Gerrit Tzedek, a guy who was, who was looking into being Megayer and everything. And he on Thursday, it seems in the beginning of the week, he gets the Mila, but it wasn't healed properly. So um, he couldn't go into the Mikvah yet. Come Shabbos, what are you going to do? Akitzer, Rav Shmuel Salant was away fundraising. This is taking place in 1848. He's fundraising, and the Shaila was, this, this Ger is getting sick. What should he do? And the point was, he said, what do you mean? You, 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 didn't, you, weren't, you did the Mila, but you didn't do Tefillah. So you have to be Mechal Shabbos. Yeah, Shabbos is Chayv Misa. So you still don't have a din of a Yehudi. Akitzer, this Psak, he gave a whole Psak, and it's given a tumul nifla in that time in the journal, which we spoke about in the episode of Narach Lener, Shemitziyamanemon, and everyone mixed in. Fine. Um, the great Rabbi J.D. Bleich, Rabbi J.D. Bleich in Contemporary Lachy Problems, has a whole massive piece about this. So, you have nine different Mahalchim and Achreinim about this. He tells two over here, that flaw, that that what someone wanted to tell to this Afla that you see that before, what, what uh, Eitzah that this person could have done. That he wouldn't be considered Gaisha Shavas would be to keep Shabbos in this Eifin. Fine. He says Rabbi Eger turns out doesn't like this. He says and Rabbi has this Chuva Simon Kufchaf Aleph, which is anyway um, Rabbi Black doesn't mention, but it turns out it's a fascinating Chuva because it got mistaken to be in the Chuvas of Chaim Velazhner. Eh, whatever, not for now. And bottom line is the Rabbi Eger in the back writes that the Panam office. He brings down this Panam office. He says he doesn't like it. He has a R. Why not? Fine. Anyway. Point being that the Panam Yafis, I'm just throwing out a Nakuda how the Panam Yafis is at Halachalamaisa. Okay, fine, just fast forward. The Pulmus of Askala is one of the famous Pulmus in that the, the Flaw does get very involved with. He's anti Naftali Wiesel, Wesley, whoever you want to call him, the Beer of Mendelssohn. He gives a famous Drasha to Chachas Musar, published first by Kavit Zvisar and Visral. The Panam Yafis, this new edition, this new volume that they discovered in 2012, so to speak, they put it in for manuscript, Irish. Okay, anyway, lots of different things about it. 
Um, we're not going to go down this thing because I hope to actually, in a series of mine that I hope to um, start releasing on the name Yehuda, eventually to deal with the whole pulmus of Haskala, of Naftali Wiesel, and the beer, and what Rib Lafla's role in this was. Okay, fine. But the point over here is, and this leads us to our end, is the Chsam Seifer. And that is like this. As I said just now, he's anti the he's anti the beer, he's anti Wesley. So there's a, a vart the Chsam Seifer is supposed to say over that he heard from his Rebbe Lafla that if you find a person wrote a chibur, but he doesn't publish anything on halacha or on shas, but he just writes about Taira, it's a problem. And he says this is when when did Afla say this? In the times when the Sfarim of Mendelssohn and Wesley came out. Okay, so fine. Lamaisa. So we see that, and Smatim, possibly to what we know about some cipher in the Sugi of Mendelssohn, which is also, it's a massive own story. Okay, fine. Now, the Afla, once it comes out, as I said, he gives this beautiful askama to Rabbi Fahim Zalman, and the point is that um, he's using it all the time. There's even a Makar that says that he quoted in all his drushes from the 1820s and on, 1825 when it's published, he's quoting it all the time. Interestingly enough, when he talks about his Rebbe Dafla and also in he says he never heard him say publicly the Sefer Zayar in a drasha. Interestingly enough, in that drasha that he said that was published, which is one of the only drushes we have Dafla, against Tascala, there he quotes the Zayar a few times. As I said, in the part of the office, he says it a bunch of times, but who said he said those names when he spoke on Chumash and Shul? But in this drasha that's published that he gave in 1780s, he quotes his ayah a few times. I mean, okay, but there's a famous thing of the Chsam Seifer. Now this is, and this to conclude with this Nakuda, and this is as follows. The Chsam Seifer is the Talmud of the Afla. We don't even know exactly how much he learned by him, when he learned by him, but what's famous is, and, and as I said, we don't even know who the other Talmudim of the Afla is. And this is a Yisai, these two last two sentences is a Merdika insight in general that Afla Punk says. Number one, I said it is if you look in the Afla, it is Hamakna. So in Hamakna, Aismam Gimel, he talks about a question that many people in Chinuch grapple with. First, some people grapple with should you go into Chinuch because it's going to affect a Yerida in their learning. When you learn with Talmidim, you're not, it's not the same. Zakta Afla, that should not be a Cheshman. When you learn with your Talmidim, you have to understand that you're not going down in the Darga through your Talmidim, unbelievable Tayelis, and you get, you don't go down at all. Don't worry about it, says the Afla in beautiful term, um, beautiful language. But then, the Afla says in his Kibra Afla, in his introduction, this is, I believe, in Eishchaf Tess, he says that um, you should know that you get much more from the Talmud than the Talmud gets from you. And we find this concept many times with different Gedalim that they say that the Schus that they had being a Rebbe is unbelievable. So to conclude, that flaw, we don't even know. We know that he's as a Rebbe, Rosh Yeshiva, we know he had his Kibur, but who is the person that we know? The Chsam Seifer. Who's the Chsam Seifer? No one is on the Darga to talk about him, but if that's your Talmud, it's definitely worth it, and we see the words that flaw were definitely Mekoyim, with this Talmud of Chsam Seifer. Anyway, obviously, the flood there's many more things to go down. The Pink Kasim that I said, Rudav Kametsky publishes, we have mercy on the audience, but these are just some of the issues with the great to discuss with the great guy of Afla, and some of them hopefully we will return to in the future. Wow, this was a packed episode. I haven't seen you animated and excited while discussing a topic 
I have no, to be very careful. Time. I might get banned from this episode, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, this this really brings out your fire and passion a lot more than discussing no, manuscripts, old manuscripts. I'll tell you, I'll be honest like this. I was very controlled, just to be honest. Because I'm being recorded, I have to be controlled. If I wasn't being, con- if I wasn't being recorded, forget about it. But anyway. That's exactly my point. This is with being controlled. Correct, correct. Anyway, correct. do you want to quickly turn around and pull out a cipher? Yeah, uh, give me one second. As we're talking about the the Kaivet Space Army Israel Journal, so it's still current today. One could sign up, and I think you could get it. It comes out once every two months. So over the recent years, I see a fellow Yosef Saperin. He's writing about Kaddish. Everything about Kaddish. These massive articles. Okay. All of a sudden, I see, and it's not the first work, but I see a five over five hundred page work from this fellow, all about Kaddish. Mamish everything. And it looks beautiful where he basically goes through the Rishainim. He deals with Kaddish Yasim, all the all Kaddish, everything he deals, he has sections devoted to they go like him. The Rivid, the Maril, everything, Kabbalah, the world, when you say it, when don't you say it, all different aspects. It looks like a, a very well done Likut. It's uh, printed very nicely and looks like it's worth um, mentioning. It looks like this. And it, as I said, since we quoted a bunch of things from the Kavit Sizar and Vizrael, some of the articles of this Hebrew were published originally in the Besar and Vizrael. Okay. Excellent. Thank you very much. This episode probably won't be out and published on Hanukkah, but I can wish you a happy Hanukkah anyway. And right. thank you. Okay. Very, very much.